You sound very NPR tonight. <laughs> I'm just like, I want to take a nap. <laughs> we own it. That's the idea. That's what's funny about it. Oh, that's what's funny, because we're always really Neat. loud and obnoxious in the beginning. So we should talk softly like this. Yeah. So, so did you have a nice uh, Valentine's Day week? Colin? I uh, had in uh, a week. A it week? was a week. Um, yes. The, the holiday of St. Valentine did not play a major role in your weekly uh, festivities? Uh, well, I, I had an interesting Valentine's Day. Oh, and um, well, why don't you tell us some about that? <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, I just to be put out there, like, I am not meant for sexiness. Um, I was not made... How could that be possible? <laughs> um, I never would think that about sexy you, Sexy as I exude. <laughs> um, I just, like, globs of sexiness fall off me when I walk. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> um, There's nothing sexier than globs. I have gone, uh, it's got to be almost two months now without really doing the laundry. To the point that for the last two and a half weeks, I have been hand washing stuff every night before thinking, oh, I'm going to do it tomorrow night, going to do it tomorrow night. And, uh, Not yeah, there, doing it. Yeah. And there was a bunch of days that I, was, I didn't do the hand washing either. I'm just like, oh, shit. Um, they were smelly days. I'll just work. be dirty. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I had done like a big thing of like underwear like 10 pairs of underwear so it's like okay i have a while and i totally forgotten to do it so valentine's day wound up being the day that i realized i didn't have any and like even the ones that i had that were dirty were not clean enough <laughs> so i was like <laughs> <laughs> so i like went in the door and i of course have this small supply of um sexy underwear ah. that were given to me by an ex-boyfriend um and I I never wear them because they're, you know, thongs and creepy, lacy, weird things that are basically thongs, but they're not. They go completely up your ass. Mm -hmm. I have no idea how you wear them. You're um, not really supposed to wear them around. You're just supposed to, like, go, like, I'm going to slip into something more comfortable, put them on for five minutes and, and come out. And hope they tear them and off then, and yeah, fight. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, please, no. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> but it really should be, I'm going to slip into something more uncomfortable so that I'm more inclined to take it off. Oh, that's true. Like barbed wire. Because you'll be like, yeah. it hurts so much, please strip me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but don't but don't tear it off, by all means. Don't, don't be ripping the barbed wire. But take that off very gingerly. But uh, So I had to make a decision that morning. I was like, either I wear dirty underwear or I wear one of these. And I was like, well, you know what? Uh, girls do this all the time. Girls wear thongs every day. And they seem to be really comfortable, according to them. They seem so to I was think like, they are, yes. Yeah, so I had like three pairs. I was like debating which one was the most comfortable for a while, like staring at them and like imagining. I'm like, well, this one's thicker, so maybe that won't go up so far. And I was like, well, maybe it's going to feel weird if there's a thicker thing on my butt. So. Uh huh. <laughs> if you edit this show, you could totally make. That's sorry. <laughs> I was just saying, like, you could totally just take out other contexts and it would sound like a completely different conversation. <laughs> That's true. Uh, luckily, won't I won't do that. No, no, you won't. <laughs> I hope. Um, so I wore this, I wore a thong, and it was like, when I say sexy underwear, it, to normal people, this wouldn't be sexy. It was a plain white thong. Yeah. Completely nothing on it. But in my mind, I was like, ooh, I'm wearing sexy pants. So I'm like on the subway train, and I'm like very aware of the fact that there's only one layer of material between my flesh and my 
subway seat mm -hmm. as opposed to the normal two. And I was just like very aware of my cheeks touching the back of my pants and just being like, this is so weird. <laughs> and I was so uncomfortable. And I could not stop thinking, like, how do people do this every day? How do people do this every day? And, like, cursing out, like, every female magazine and every other girl I saw with their thongs sticking out on the train. I was like, you whore, it's your fault I'm wearing these. <laughs> and I finally get to the office and, like, it goes, like, a half hour goes by. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to Dwayne Reed and I'm going to buy underwear. This is awful. And before I went out to Dwayne Reed, I had to go to the bathroom. And I went to the bathroom. And <laughs> I went to... Uh... <laughs> So You're I, already waist deep in the store. You just gotta go. So I, uh, in the bathroom, I noticed, like, you know, as I moved my pants, something tickled my right side. And uh, it wound up being the underwear tag. I was wearing the underwear horizontally <laughs> <laughs> for two hours. I couldn't tell the difference between the back of the thong and the side of the thong. <laughs> Which could explain why they were so uncomfortable. <laughs> but, um... I think in general they're just uncomfortable underwear. So that, was, that, was, that was my Valentine's Day. And then the rest of the day I just sat around moping being like, I'm so not sexy. <laughs> like, I, can I can't even put a thong cute, on straight. <laughs> but I can't do sexy. So but that was that was the the highlight of my Valentine's Day was wearing my underwear horizontal. Yeah. I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of the day in general. Yeah. I I did I was a big fan of coworkers getting chocolate. Yeah. Which was nice. So I'm a fan of other people celebrating the day in close proximity to me and my stomach. Yeah, I definitely, I had a good time on Valentine's Day because somebody delivered, our office is on two floors and I'm on the fifth floor and the other part of our office is on the fourth floor and somebody got like these big chocolate malt balls that were like the size of like Ding balls. balls. Yeah. And so one of the people who worked near me came up and was like, oh, I just had the greatest malt ball. They're downstairs. They're huge, blah, blah, blah. And so my boss was all like, Annie, your mission, should you choose to accept it? Go down and get us some chocolate malt balls. <gasps> I would do it, but I'm very noticeable. And you, though tall, are, are, stealthy. are stealthy. Yeah. You're like a tree ninja. A secret tree ninja. <laughs> You're like a tree. Your boss told you you were like a tree ninja. Wow. I think she was just too lazy to go down there, and so she was trying to like entice talk you me into like... doing it by like telling me I was a tree ninja, and it totally worked. <laughs> and then <laughs> the rest like, of the day, you're like, I'm a tree ninja. So I went downstairs, and I went in there, and there was there was no like obvious chocolate malt balls on this girl's desk, right? So I went in, and I like didn't see anything. So I went into like the conference room because nobody in there, and I picked up the phone. I was like. Black Panda, Black Panda, come in. This is <laughs> this is Secret T Tree Ninja. The target is is, is not <laughs> not identified. The target. Contact DJ Candy Hearts and find out. <laughs> DJ Candy, I think I went to a club where DJ Candy Hearts was playing. <laughs> this is funny because the girl who told us about the malt balls is the girl who has the speakers attached to her desk. So everybody and else so heard this. No. Oh, okay, okay. But I'm just saying that we call her DJ Candy Hearts because she has, she's the DJ because she's the one in charge oh. of like the iPod and like music shuffle and Candy Hearts because she just got like this big bouquet with like Candy Hearts in it. So oh. inquire with DJ Candy Hearts regarding the, you know, location. description and location of the target. <laughs> so eventually I did find the chocolate mobiles and I did steal some, but not without detection. Oh. Unfortunately, my secret tree ninja skills were 
for of no use. The girl was like, oh, oh, yeah, hi, take some. Take it, you know, take as many as you want because I don't want to eat them all by myself. <laughs> and I was like, ha, ha, you didn't see me. <laughs> I wasn't here. Secret teenager. <laughs> and then you knocked her unconscious, right? Because yeah. that's what you have to do. <laughs> like, wow, you will remember a thing about your childhood, but you'll remember this because it's selective. Amnesia. You know what that reminds me of? I love it how in Xena, like, if she could just, like, get a hold of some guy, she would, like, poke his neck and she'd be like, you have 30 seconds to live. Tell me all the information there's to know, because she would, like, cut off his circulation. You never saw that? She would just, like, she'd go, like, and, like, poke his neck and, like, chop his chest once and go, like, you have 30 seconds to live. And he'd be like, (gasps) okay, the bad guy is based out of blah, blah, blah. But why would he tell the information if he knew it was going to die? Well, because she would, after he divulged the information, she would be like, poke, 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 and he'd be okay. And she'd let let him go. She would, she would to, unblock the... They totally don't teach that in the women's self-defense course I went to. I wouldn't want to learn the, the poke, 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 30 <laughs> seconds to live technique. I know, it'd be awesome, right? Wow. And, uh, you know, I found that, like, on Xena, they, they had a much more advanced knowledge of physiology than we really give them credit for having known. I know, I was going to say. They do go like, oh my god, his aorta is cut off and we need to... Perform an emergency angiogram immediately. And meanwhile, I'm like, my kidneys aren't near here. <laughs> A.K.A. pointing to my belly button. <laughs> I always thought kidneys were there. They're no, they're in, in your back. That's what people say. Yeah. But they're not you on your shoulder right blades, you know, right? No, that's too high. Oh, that's where I really thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> no. What's up there? Your shoulder blades? Oh. Your lungs? Your heart? Oh, my lungs are up there. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's what hurts when I get hit there. Repeatedly by muggers <laughs> that I don't know how to jab. No, if you get hit in the kidney, like getting hit in the kidney, if I'm not mistaken, because you never know, right? But I believe hitting the kidney is in, like in your back, Makes just you below, right? Just below your rib cage. No, <laughs> if you get hit hard enough. Hard. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be so funny if there was like some random like I don't know. Like a side effect of getting hit in the spot, like somebody hits you in a certain spot in your arm and suddenly you're like an obsessive compulsive eater, you know? Oh, somebody hits you like... in the boobies, you become like a milkaholic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that makes, I guess that makes a little more sense than a compulsive arm eater. <laughs> arm eater? <laughs> Overeater. <laughs> you become a zombie. You said an arm eater. <laughs> I know I did. How did you even say that? I don't know, but I think it's actually time for our first song. I think so we better we need get to that. Song. I need to stop laughing. Okay, folks, this is uh, Kile, who you may or may not have heard of if you're familiar with Naughty Karate at NaughtyKarate.com. They have their podcast. They're also a Brooklyn-based co- podcast. Cobcast. You know what? Said. It's all right when it's on. Naughty Karate. Naughty, Naughty Karate. karate. <laughs> they have like a really cool theme song. The best theme song out of any podcast. It, it might I've even be better heard. than ours. Maybe. It, it's totally better <laughs> than ours. <laughs> Are you kidding? He, I am kidding. I have it's to say, like, really awesome. the quality of their, like, mixing is yeah. so, so good. Yeah. So good. So, anyway, so yeah, this is Kyle, used to be in this band called Kile, and this song is called We Can Make a Baby. Together. And it's, uh,. It's kind of like arts and craft baby making. It's awesome. We can make a baby together. I've got some string and you've got some leather, I'm sure. Cause I've seen it before. The love is in the air tonight. 
And the rubber cement fumes are making us feel all right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Is there anything that I am forgetting? Let's cut up the dress you wore at the wedding and find the blender too. The one your mom gave to you. Tear the newspaper into strips and then dip in the mix. Let the blender perform her tricks. 37 licks. Making babies from scratch. Forget your dad, forget your dad, forget your dad. Postmodern family making. Just an art school education. For sawdust and glue the paper mache head on and I'm wondering if the fabric should be dyed before we sew it in and the string should be tied tight around our hands and then slowly poke the painted models in the head for eyes polyurethane the neck and back and waist and thighs find the hole that I left open on her side and slide the rubber tubing in for her non-working pipes inside and her fingernails are copper and her teeth are gold and her latex face is removed from the plaster mold and a heater placed inside her so she's never cold and a heater placed inside her so she's never cold and her head is lightly covered with her dad's hair salvage from the little mound under the barber's chair and then stuff her with some cotton and so up the tear our very own baby Making babies from scratch. Forget your dad, forget your dad, forget your dad. Ghost modern family making. Just an art school education keeps our hands dirty.
Well, we hope you enjoyed that. I was just imagining babies covered in glue gun. I was, you know, I just bought a glue gun uh, the day before. <gasps> you did? Just yesterday, yes. You did? Well, because, you know, I know you offered to let me borrow yours, but I thought, I don't understand why it is that I have, like, every other arts and crafts tool in the world and I don't have a glue gun. I really just need to buy a glue gun. You do. And so I did. You did. I bought a glue gun from Staples, and so, yeah. That's funny, because it's like, you would think that would be the arch enemy of Staple. Glue. They're not enemies. They're, staples. they're allies. Allies but in the war against loose paper sheets <laughs> <laughs> and disorganization. Oh man! <laughs> I guess you're right. I think that's going to be a quote this week. <laughs> I believe that is. That was really awesome. <laughs> Bam! Um, yes. Keep tuning in, folks. We're going to be here all night. Yeah. So the reason that uh, we're um, thinking about glue gun glue, which is one of yeah. my favorite words to say is, I guess it's three words. It's, uh, glue gun glue. Yeah. Glue gun glue. Uh, the reason why we're talking about glue guns and other crafts, crafty materials. Yeah. Is that Colleen and I are involved in a new video cast that will be coming to you within the next month, we believe. Yes. And, uh, it's a puppet based video cast. Mm-hmm. It's a puppet cast. Puppet cast. Some people call them vidcast. Some people call video cast. Some people call them video podcast. And I want someone to coin a phrase so we could all start using the same thing. Yeah, seriously. I like vidcast. Uh, that's a little too trendy for me. I think I'll just uh, like video cast. Video cast, um, not video podcast. That's a little too long. Mm. And also, I just don't really like podcasts because I think it's confusing for people. They think they have to have an iPod to listen to a podcast. Ah. Anyway, so uh, yeah. Um, we spent some time last week with Maybe. some of our other co-creators building puppets with foam and hot glue and yes. fur and feathers and all kinds of other delicious stuffings and things. I had to go up a panda butt. She did. I'm talking about butts a lot this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we we figured out an easy way she to do it for these mohawk. first ones. Yeah, <laughs> before we... We really figured out how to do the the actual puppet puppets, which Annie kind of seems to be like Working taking on. taking charge and figuring it out. When the rest of us are like, "Huh, let's give it a tongue. Maybe it'll look like a puppet." I don't know why that got like <laughs> dropped in my lap. But I think maybe because I was like, because I wrote the other guy, Eric, who's involved. Eric from uh, Glitchcast. Glitchcast, yeah. Um, he's kind of spearheading the project, I guess you could say. And uh, yeah, it was his idea. And um. I had sent him an email saying, like, let's try and make some original puppets in addition to the, like, gutted stuffed animals that we're using. Yes. We're, and so we all, like, five of us show up at this thing, and they've got, like, a piece of foam, and they're like, here's a template, and here's a piece of foam. Good luck. And I was like, <laughs> we'll wait, talk wait, to you wait. in an hour. Well, why is it assumed that I know how to do this? But that's fine, because actually I kind of wanted to do it, so. Yeah. yeah I was I happy to do did. that. I just thought it was funny that it was like, nobody asked me if I was going to do it. It was just like, here's your project, Danny, and yeah. uh, we're going to take the stuffing out of these things and the rest of us were in charge of like i had a panda i had to like take all the stuffing out and it was very weird to like be like <laughs> disemboweling yeah it's kind of like burning a bible like you feel yeah, bad doing bizarre. it bizarre you know? so yeah and i i decided i didn't like that and i also hated the feeling of the stuffing so i'm like i can't be a puppeteer i can't stick my hand so up a panda butt anymore colleen's a uh, puppet uh wardrober i am the puppet costumer yeah I, actually costumer. I like <laughs> wardrober better 
I realized I really like making tiny little outfits. <laughs> puppets. So I, I took a, I had a sheep and I made it into like this punk slutty sheep. And I gave it like a little bikini halter top, like out of felt. Mm-hmm. And then I had a leather jacket that I cut off to be a short leather jacket. And you know, like, if you have any felt left, I really, I think it'd be great if you could make me a bikini out of felt. I think that would really hold up well in water. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will. Summer season's coming. Yay. Wait till our first summer show. We'll both be wearing felt up bikinis. Awesome. We really should do that. <laughs> yes. Really funny. <laughs> Or maybe not. It'd be funny, but I wouldn't show anyone. <laughs> Hold on, yes, maybe. Uh, even when I was like swimmer, calling out a six pack, I still didn't even like wear bikinis unless I was like in some place at least two thousand miles away from anyone else, yeah. aka Hawaii. It was the only place I ever wore a bikini. It was. It was. Sigh. Yeah. But I also, uh, my favorite thing I did with the one sheep was I gave it a, a bright purple mohawk. Yeah, the mohawk's pretty awesome. Well, I don't know. I think the, the the vest is pretty cool. That's true. Anyway, so we'll we'll give you guys updates on uh, what's going on with Felt Up. Felt Up. That's what it's called, the project. The puppet podcast, video cast project yeah. is called Felt Up TV, I guess. Yeah. And I actually, the, the story of the name is kind of funny because... My friend Eric was saying, like, you know, he didn't know what to call it. And he was like, oh, how about imaginary creatures? And I was like, well, that sounds kind of similar to a couple of things that are out there. And I was like, why don't we just call it felt up? <laughs> and he was like, oh, my God, that's it. And I was like, oh, re- oh, oh. You're like, I was kidding, <laughs> but all right. <laughs> and I was like, I guess it works, but I don't want to tell my mom. Yes, mom, I'm the head writer of felt up. TV. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, dearie. So this week is um my sketch show. That's at- right. At the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York That's City. Right. It'll be tomorrow. If this goes up on Monday, it will be the day after that. It's Wednesday, actually. What do I have on Tuesday? Oh, there's like another show I'm going to on Tuesday. That's why I got oh. confused. Yes, it's on so- the 22nd. <laughs> it's uh, it's George Washington's birthday. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I had known, I would have done something. Didn't I tell you that? Already? You did actually. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe saying you can buy I yourself like, like a powdered wig. I remember. <laughs> I should. I have to buy a wig anyway. A wig. So it's at uh, eight p.m. and it's only five dollars. And if you want to go, you could reserve tickets at UCB Theater, spelled the snooty way. Dot yeah, com. R E, not E R. Yeah, yeah. Theatre. Theatre. UCB Theatre. Dot com. And uh, Corn Mo is our musical guest, which is awesome. really. Freaking awesome. I didn't know that. You didn't I've, know that? I, I've only seen Carmo for like two seconds one time. Oh, he's doing two songs. Awesome. So it'll be animation, sketch, animation, Cornmo, animation, sketch, animation, Cornmo. So I am, like, my sketches are are mushed together with Bateman and Mo. Mm-hmm. I'm a Bateman Mo sandwich. And it's been tiring. Though we had a, a fun conversation because one of the sketches has to do with, um, being 10 years old and, like, wishing for things. Mm-hmm. And so I was sitting in a diner with my friend, and the sketch just wasn't quite working. And I was like, well, maybe we need to really think about what 10-year-olds want. And I was like, Anya, what, what did you want when you were 10 years old? And she was like, boobs. And I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. Um, well, what else did you want? Uh, make out with guys. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, hmm, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I didn't want those things at 10. And she's like, well, what did you want? And I was like, um, I wanted to go to Baker Street to go where Sherlock Holmes supposedly lived fictitiously. <laughs> she's like, what? I was like, yeah, you know, I had a, inside of my locker in fifth grade, I had two pictures. 
one was Macaulay Culkin with the magnetic heart around him, um, which is just kind of funny. And I still have a thing for the Culkin, and I don't know why. He's a bad actor. He's not that attractive. He's not that interesting. But I every time I, I kind of like Macaulay Culkin too. I don't. I didn't like him in Home Alone, but I like his more recent things. Like I really liked him in Saved. I really liked him in Party Monster. Yeah. He just seems. I don't it's kind of hot. You know why? He reminds me of my friend Ben, and he, my friend Ben's pretty hot too. So. Aww. I think that's why. Really? Where is this Ben hiding? Austin. <laughs> but if you lived here, I would totally introduce you because you would get along famously. Oh, famously. Wow. Yes. Whatever people Everybody say that, would know I always about like, it. we'd get along famously. <laughs> All mean, like, people be would in... not stop taking pictures of us. You'd be an in-style magazine. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, but the other thing other than Macaulay Culkin I had in my locker was a picture of Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes's fictitious address, meaning... The outside of the building that they made up to be Sherlock Holmes's house because it wasn't actually I think it was 31 Baker Street. Mm. Um, someone can correct me if I'm completely wrong. I know it was Baker Street. I've never read it or seen any Sherlock Holmes. Any I mean I've seen like parodies of it and stuff, but I've yeah. never seen any actual Sherlock Holmes stuff. So I don't I, really have I, any idea. By the end of fifth grade, I had read all his books. I had a big thing for Sherlock Holmes, and I actually wrote my own Sherlock Holmes novel. Which one day I should drag that out <laughs> of little story. fanfic. Yeah, but it was like. It was time travel. It was me and my friend Allison and my friend Addie were... Well, like, that's pretty standard fanfic. Yeah. I'm going to take me and my friends and go back in time into this story. That's what happened! <laughs> we're at a slumber party in the novel. And I say novel meaning it was like seven pages and I was like, what a novel! I wrote a novel! <laughs> um, we were in a sleepover party and then this time portal opened and Watson came out and was like, oh no, Sherlock's in trouble, we need help. And we had to go through the time portal and we had to save him and I saved him with the help of killer whales. Oh. Talking killer whales. <laughs> I wish I knew where this book was. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I want to read that too. I just remember like there's a part where we're like riding the whales and we're like chasing the bad guys who were giant crabs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... Cause it sucks crab... when you've got crabs as enemies. Okay, go on. That joke sucked. <laughs> but, uh, so, I, I think it's funny, like, because everybody knows that crabs are the natural enemy of whales. Oh, yeah, of course. So, uh, I Any don't... marine biologist could tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember how it ended. I do remember the cover of the book, which was um, made from one of those Learn How to Draw Faces books. Where you basically traced oh, yeah. them. Yeah. So I'd be like, well, these eyes kind of look like mine, and this chin kind of looks like <laughs> So there were these creepy cartoon faces on the cover of this book, and I drew, like, the time portal and a little whale. Interesting. Yeah, that was my novel cover. Cool. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. I think it might actually be time for song numero dos. I think it is. By Kile. Kile! Again, you can find more information about Kile at naughtykarate.com. Yes. And they're also on MySpace, if you want to look up Naughty Karate. They are. And uh, you could also look them up on iTunes, iTunes yes. and you could download both their uh, podcast, and I have becoming a fairly big fan of their video cast. Mm -hmm. yeah, well. The name of this song is America. And this is actually my favorite song from the album. I had this in my head for days and days and days and days. <laughs> I grew my hair out 
and found some wood and built this boat aimed at Hollywood and said goodbye. Leave the kids at home with America for clean white teeth in America for one time use in America.
by the way, uh, I don't think we ever said it officially on a radio show, but uh, we're hot duck asses on the way, and I didn't even think oh, yeah. about that. The fact that this is our, our butt show. Oh my god. <laughs> hot duck ass. It. It's the hot duck ass yep, show. Yep, that was our, our, the winner of our poll. Thank you for all, like, 36 people who voted. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Hot duck ass is the winner, and so and, we've ordered it, and it's on its way. Yeah, very, very close seconds came to Humongatong. Humongatong and, and French fry holder. And one person... Voted for ear pops. And one person voted for... No, the, nobody voted for ear... Oh, yeah, somebody... Yeah. One person voted for ear pops, and one person voted for the bottle opener. <laughs> and whoever you guys are... Jeff Gordon rules! We're gonna go Jeff Gordon rules. kill you. <laughs> I want that. I might still order that for myself. Well, you do The that. worst is, I haven't actually clicked... I, well, technically, I just lied. I haven't ordered it yet, but I'm going to. Um, and <laughs> the reason I didn't order it because I was about to order it and hit send, and I was like, "Ooh, I could use one of those." Ooh, I need that. I like I had to stop myself because I was about to order other things from Sky Mall that I don't need and are you like twenty it. times priced over what they should be yeah. priced. Bastards! Oh my gosh, you have to say the the sighting we saw in the backyard. Oh yeah, that's right. A long time ago, people, if you're if you're longtime fans and you've been listening for like the past five shows, back in like early January, late December, after I came back from California, because this is when we first started the whole Sky Mall thing, was because I flew home to California over Christmas. Um, one of the things that we saw in the Sky Mall that was really funny and stupid was this like kit that's like wooden facial features. It's like a wooden nose and wooden eyes and like a wooden mouth and take them and you they have like little prongs on them i guess and you could just like jam put them, them into jam trees. them into like a tree like mr potato head style and make the tree a person and so yeah so that there's like a face on the tree you know it's a la like snow white and seven dwarves so yeah like last weekend i looked out my window because it was blizzarding and so we were like looking out the window like oh is it snowing yet and i noticed on the tree in the ne- next door neighbor's backyard what the shit? There was a <laughs> fucking face on the tree. We're like, oh my god! They probably got a Sky Mall flying home over Christmas too, and maybe. it took them or all maybe of January to get their huge order. Huge fans of the show, and they're just too shy to tell. Maybe. Us. <laughs> I, I like to think that's that, that that's the yeah. case. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, that concludes our show for this evening. Yes, and happy President's Day weekend. Washington's birthday come to UCB on Wednesday. Yes, ma'am. It's almost at $3, but it's $5. Yeah. But I will give you $2 worth of smiles afterwards. <laughs> so it's, and her smiles don't come cheap, people. They let me don't. Tell you. I never smile. That's really only like a uh, one-half smile right oh. there, $2. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. Well, this is Annie Sanders saying goodnight and good luck. This is Colleen Neff and Will saying, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> good night. We're so sorry to see